Welcome to the Self-Love and Pleasure Podcast, a podcast to help you unlock your deepest love and pleasure potential. Hi, I'm Trisha, your favorite one-of-a-kind host. I'm a self-love and pleasure coach, educator, pleasure toy reviewer, content creator, and so much more than that. Tune in to be inspired and empowered. Welcome back to season two, episode three. And I have got a beautiful guest speaker here today, which is Jess. And we're going to talk all about charting with Jess, which is FAM. And if you're curious to know what that is, then keep on listening. And I'm going to hand over to Jess now so she can introduce herself to you all. Welcome to the podcast, Jess. So nice to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so awesome to be here. Um, so my name is Jess Jervitsky. Um, You don't need to know how to pronounce it. It's okay. Um, just Jess is fine. Um, and I created Charting with Jess to teach people how to chart their cycles using a fertility awareness method. That's so awesome. Um, I've got one question before we dig into the charting, because I asked that all my guest speakers, can you tell us one amazing thing about yourself? Yeah, I would like to share that I have complex PTSD and I think that's something amazing <laughs> to have um, and embrace it. And yesterday was actually um, World Mental Health Day and I did a post about charting your cycles with um with mental health and why that's so beneficial so I think I want to embrace that and yeah and share that that is something amazing and it's something that I've worked on for many years um and it is manageable now but it's something that of course it never goes away so it's something that I want to embrace as as me that's that's who I am that is amazing I love that that highlights the uniqueness and to make something yeah special and really amazing love that um in regards to fam and charting with jess can you explain to our listeners what fam is yeah so fam stands for fertility awareness method and what that is is charting your biomarkers so your body gives you these um signs and signals throughout your menstrual cycle and you can use those biomarkers to chart um, on a graph and that will tell you when your fertile window opens and when it closes. So this is where you can use fertility awareness to either um, get pregnant or to not get pregnant because I always say once you know that information in your, um, in your fertile window, then you make the choice on what you want to do whether you want to abstain from sex or if you want to um, get pregnant, then that's the best time to have sex. So what, um, who would that be for? So who could benefit from using the FAM? Yeah, so anyone with a menstrual cycle can use fertility awareness. Um, if you have like a fully functioning uterus, um, those that have a hysterectomy, if you're not ovulating, then you wouldn't be able to get those hormone fluctuations. So you wouldn't be able to see that on a chart, but yeah, if you, anyone that has a uterus and has a cycle is able to use fertility awareness. Um, I just want to add that it's also not about getting pregnant or not getting pregnant. You can use it for health reasons. Um, like finding out if you have a hormonal imbalance 
or just if you want to collect data and information about your menstrual cycle health. Um, and even like I was saying before about your mental health, <laughs> like you can find out all this cool information that your body is giving you. So it probably like it sounds like it's got more benefits, not just in regards to like, oh yeah, this is my fertile window. Now I know if I'm gonna like want to be pregnant or like do the action or avoid having sex. So not get yeah, pregnant. that's right. <laughs> yeah, it has of, so many benefits. What kind of benefits in regards to like mental health? Because you just mentioned that. Yeah, well, um, having a mind-body connection is really good um, because when you're looking at the data, so you're, you can track all your symptoms and signs um, on the chart or um, if you're using an app, so things like breast tenderness, PMS, mood swings, your libido, and all of that can also um, reflect onto your mental health, like if you're not having the best day, um, like it could be influenced by your menstrual cycle or it could be influenced by other things. Obviously, um, mental health is very broad and like there's different reasons why um, we might be feeling certain things um, like anxiety and depression and things like that. But, yeah, you're able to see that um, if you map out the signs and symptoms that helps you see what's going on in the correlation to your cycle. Um one of the other benefits is um, self-advocacy. So like the first part is identifying the steps. And then the second part, which I'm really passionate about is, you know, you've got this information so you can use your voice to say like, hey, I'm not okay today. Like I'm not feeling well. And if you have a partner, it's really good to um, be able to have that open and honest communication of like, hey, I'm on cycle day one. I just got my period. Like, I'm not okay today. And this is what I need from you. Or um, like, are you able to be there for me in this way? This is such a good point. So since I have started really charting about my menstrual cycle, I have, like you said, you realize the symptoms and I realized my patterns. So for me, it's like the seven, 10 days prior to my bleed like the premenstrual phase where I'm like my mood is lower I'm more tired I'm edgy I currently don't have a partner and I'm not living with a partner but I've got my two kids and since knowing that when I'm in that period of time I actually like let them know now and say like look mom is close to her bleed um she will be not like as patient as usual um I'm a little bit edgy and they understand that now so and even when I've got on my first day of bleed like second is already good but the first day is usually the one where I'm a little bit um with cramps and I let them know too I'm like oh mom just started bleeding today um we're gonna take things a little bit slower today and that's really amazing that works so well now because they understand it now because otherwise they, they must have thought how can mom be so happy and chappy at all one time and then the next week she's all like <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing how much they understand if you let them in. Um, that reminds me, one of my clients actually said to me, she has kids as well and would say um, that she doesn't want to be hugged. Like some people just don't want that um, affection. Some people crave it and some people don't. So she's like, mom needs limited hug time in this time frame. Like I don't want to be touched. And I think that's really important to have those conversations with your kids as well. Yeah. And with partners as well. So in regards to sex coaching, I actually say to my female body clients now, 
bring in your partners if you can, because they sometimes think the same, like, hey, that move worked one week. You were all into like when I put my hand on your hip and we had sex. And now it's like, don't touch me. Um, let them in, like burn a candle in the house or do a certain gesture if you don't want to verbalize it, but do a certain gesture in the house where the partner knows, okay, she's in that menstrual, premenstrual cycle. She don't want to be like as intimate this week now. So that the partner, yeah, knows about it as well. So it's really amazing what you can find out and do when you are in charge and control of it. Yeah, that's true. And I find like I have a, as a, having a male partner, they love statistics and math and numbers. And it's interesting when I tell my partner what cycle day I'm on and then he will just be able to calculate like, oh, I told her, I she told me that two weeks ago. So that means she must be like day 16, which is mid cycle. And he's very quick at getting the number of where I am. Like he might be a day or two off if he's not strictly following. But yeah, it's amazing how much he pays attention now. That is so cool. Um, in regards to um, charting, so obviously, or like what, what is your opinion in regards to like contraception, charting? Why should someone choose charting over taking the pill, for example? Yeah, well, I don't want to say that hormonal birth control is, um, is, should be banned and gotten rid of. I think it still um, has a very important part in our lives. Um, but for those that might be getting um, symptoms from it, like realizing that it's causing them issues and um, that might be something to explore, like if you come off hormonal birth control, um, will those symptoms go away? Is that the main cause of like your bloating or your mood swings um, because it's giving you synthetic hormones so it's alter altering what your natural hormones are? Um, so, yeah, if you want to come off hormonal birth control and explore that to see um, if any of those signs and symptoms go away, if that's the main cause of it, because you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I've come off it. So I took the pill since I was, I think, 16, um, which helped back then with my really painful periods and ovulation times. So it was really crampy and painful. But at some point um, when I went then into having the marina, I had like cysts coming up and no period anymore. And I knew like my body was talking to me saying like, I don't like this. So and then I removed it and I'm completely off it. And now tracking my cycle, it's been so amazing. So I've personally seen benefits from it. Yeah, likewise, when I was on the pill, well, I mean, I was taking the pill from the age of 19, so I didn't really know the difference. And then when I stopped the pill, I was like, whoa, okay, like I have all these um, like interests in things that I used to be interested in back then. Um, and then it, the way people explain it is like a veil lifting because there's a lot of fogginess. I just felt foggy, always low mood. And I just didn't feel like myself. Like I was just very flatlined. I wouldn't say it was depression, but it was just like, ugh. like there's no way to explain it. And then same as the coming off the pill, it was the, like the veil was lifted and I could see clearly and think clearly. Um, and also I had no libido and I didn't know at the time because my ex was like, why aren't you interested? Like you never want to initiate you're not interested in sex. 
But then when I came off the pill, I was like, whoa, okay, this is what a libido feels like. And I thought I was broken. I thought there was something wrong with me. Like, oh, I must just not be into it. Like, that's just me. Um, And that's been a massive change. That was the the big one. Probably the vow lifting and then my libido was skyrocketing. And I was like, whoa, I feel like a man. (laughs) What a male feels like. In that short window when I'm ovulating, it's like, I just want to go, go, go. Are you ready to unlock your deepest love and pleasure potential for an orgasmic life? Then come join yourself, love and pleasure queendom or kingdom. I can't wait to connect with you there. And if you would like to see more of me, your favorite one-of-a-kind Trisha, you can join Trisha's Life. To join everything, go to selflovepleasure.com. Ovulating is the time. It's like everything is just more delicious and pleasurable and you're just like, jeez. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um. In regards to FAM charting, so how does that look like? Yeah, so with the fertility awareness method, um, the main the main symptoms that you use to chart is your basal body temperature. So mm-hmm. your take you take your temperature every morning when you wake up, and you need to take it around the same time. Um, and then once you're charting that on a graph, like in a paper chart or in an app, you should see your temperature spike. And it will stay high. And this indicates that ovulation has happened. So when you release the egg, the temperature goes up. Um, And then the second biomarker that you use to chart is your cervical mucus. So you might have heard it as discharge, which I hate that word, (laughs) because discharge should indicate an illness. That's how I say it. So an illness would mean that you have like thrush, bacterial vaginosis, like you're getting a discharge that's not supposed to be there but anything else is your beautiful delicious cervical mucus (laughs) that um, gives you a lot of information about what your cycle is doing Um, so you get different types of mucus throughout your cycle so sometimes you might see it more like a creamy texture um, and then other times it might be like really watery really stretchy or some common terms is like an egg white that egg white stretchy um so yeah you use those two signs to chart your cycles and to work out from that information when your window opens and when it closes wow sounds interesting (laughs) definitely something where you need to be on top of it I would say yeah that's true a lot of people think that it's not um not doable or maybe there's no um like the routine is too big but honestly, it takes me about three minutes a day to fill in my details, fill in the information into my app on my phone. Um, I usually do it at the end of the day. You can do it as you go throughout the day, but it literally takes me two, three minutes to put the data in. And it's just like creating any habit. Like we had to learn to create the habit to brush our teeth um, every morning and every night. It's the same as if you want to start a workout routine. You have to go and make that effort and then it becomes a habit eventually is there anything that could like um change the data so the the temperature spike 
Yeah, as in if it doesn't, if it's yeah, a if, different... If, yeah, if, I don't know, stress maybe or um, something else that could make it different, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, there is so many things that can affect your temperature. The first thing is if you don't take it at the same time every day, you might see jumps going up and down a lot. That can happen. So I usually troubleshoot the taking your temperature correctly first making sure that we are doing it correctly, like taking it at the same time. But then if you if you have all of that perfected, then it could be a hormonal imbalance. Like you could have um, excess estrogen, your thyroid could be out. That's um, those two are the main things um, that you can see on the chart. And yet things like stress, because if you're not sleeping well, that will affect um, your temperature reading. If you're constantly restless, if you're not getting enough sleep, Um, certain medications can um, alter your temperature alcohol can so if you've had um, a few too many drinks the night before then um, that's going to increase your body temperature naturally because your body's working overtime and the liver's working overtime to process that alcohol so of course you're going to feel hot and usually when I explain that to people they're like oh yeah like you do feel generally quite hot when you're intoxicated and people always ask me, well, how many drinks is too many to alter the temperature? That's another question I get asked. And it really depends on person to person. Like some people are affected by two to three glasses of wine and others need like a fair few drinks to feel intoxicated. So I usually say if you're intoxicated and you cannot drive, that's probably going to affect your temperature. But if you're just having like a glass of wine at dinner, it won't really do anything. But all of that would be something that you can then work with your clients on. So this is why it would be beneficial to come see you, work with you one-on-one, I guess, to like figure out how does the charting work? Am I going to do it correctly? And what are like my personal circumstances that might influence the temperatures, et cetera. So. Yeah, that's right. And in a way you kind of have to see if it will affect your temperature yeah. And just see what happens. And that's why you always note any disturbances, like note that you had alcohol or note that you had a late night and things like that. But then, yeah, if you want to learn how to chart correctly and, and identify those things, then it's really good to work with an instructor. Yeah. And how was the risk of like getting pregnant compared to maybe using the pill or other contraceptions? Yeah, so using fertility awareness has the same efficacy rate as a condom, which is 99.6% effective. So it has the same effectiveness rate, but the only difference is that you need to follow the rules. So if you cannot follow the rules or if you steer away from the rules, then there's obviously a chance of pregnancy and then that efficacy rate does decrease. So depending on like how risky you've had unprotected sex on a certain day, it might drop to 80%, for example. Um, But it does work and there are plenty of people that do use it. I've used it for seven years um, and the entire time to avoid pregnancy. Um, So yeah, it, it does have the same efficacy rate, but you definitely need to you, to follow the rules. It's a bit different than you taking the pill and then your body does the work. Yeah, so you're going to have to put in the work. Seven years, yeah. that's amazing effort. So yeah. definitely expertise in there. I know, I can't believe how fast it's gone. When I say that number, I honestly have to pinch myself because it's so it's so surreal that it's been that long. 
that's a really great example of like, hey, I've done it for seven years working. You're just going to have to like really put in the work and follow the rules. Um, and then Yeah, really- at the start, it's, it's an investment. I always say like at the start, you're learning. You might not be able to have as much unprotected sex because you're learning. Um, and especially if you are worried that you might get pregnant, a lot of people don't do it as much because they're trying to learn and understand. But I mean, a year later, it's very easy to just know what your body's doing without having to think much because you're so used to it and you're so in tune. Once you know it, you can't unlearn it. Yeah. And like you said, it's very empowering, like getting to know your body in this regard and then being in control and in charge of like, hey, today I can make the decision of doing this or this way and just really taking control of it and being so aligned and in tune with your body of knowing where you're at in your cycle. And that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's so amazing. And a lot of people say that they um, feel that empowerment, like they have control over their body. They don't have to listen to a doctor or take any hormonal birth control. Like you're in charge of your body and you're in control. So when people would like to work with you, where can they find you or like find out more about you and what you do and your charting? Yeah. So if you head to my website, it's just chartingwithjess.com. And then in the work with me drop down, there's two ways we can work together. So I have the one-on-one private coaching. Um, and then I also have a group course. So if you want to learn in a group um, environment and have that community sense. Oh, I love that. Great option of like, hey, one-on-one, but also like now I'm going to do it in a group setting. Yeah, it's really cool in a group setting because we get to learn from each other's charts and yeah. share. Like I encourage everyone to share their cycles and charts because. I can show you as many example charts, but the best time to learn is from other people and their circumstance because we're all, we all have different lifestyles, so we're going to have different cycles. Yeah, and it's a community spirit always. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it can be lonesome charting when your friends don't chart or when your family don't chart or they're not really keen on it. <laughs> so it's good to be around people that are doing it and – um immerse yourself in that environment yeah I can understand that might some partners maybe have a little bit of a different reaction to it saying like oh why don't you just take the pill would be easier we don't have like that risk of like maybe you're doing a mistake and and then we're going to risk it that you're going to get pregnant so it will probably also be something for the relationship to really work through with that yeah definitely I have come across people that their partner is very resistant Um, because they're not sure about it which is fair enough like if you don't know enough information about something of course you're not going to be sure and think it's not right but it's yeah having to educate them and um, show them the study a lot of guys love stats and statistics (laughs) what's the percentage of pregnancy so show them the study done that this is real and it's science awesome um, have you got, um, these are like a couple of questions just before we finish the episode, a book recommendation for our guest speakers? Yes. If you want to self-teach or um, learn how to chart your cycles, the best um, manual to get, it's called the Natural and Safe Handbook. The Natural and Safe Handbook. Yeah. So it's actually got the um, manual textbook and then it comes also with a workbook that you can purchase which is really good because it has practice charts as well. Awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. And 
to finish off our episode, what is like your number one tip for our listeners? That if you are wanting to come off hormonal birth control, just take the leap and just start charting your cycles and just see how it goes. Because if you don't try, you won't know. And you can always go back on hormonal birth control. There is plenty of people that have done that too. So just try it. If you have that feeling inside, just go and try it and jump in. There you go, everybody. There is your sign. If this is a calling, then give it a go. And with that, we're going to finish this episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into. Thank you, Jess, for being on this podcast. It was really lovely to have you here. And I will hear and see you all at one of the next episodes. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And don't forget to share this episode, share this podcast around and leave a rating or a review as well. Lots of love. Mwah. Trisha. <laughs> <laughs>